Well, welcome back, small villains, and welcome to another fun-filled, action-packed episode of Somebody Save Us. This is a Smallville retrospective podcast where me and my wonderful co-host, we watch some Smallville, we take some notes about Smallville, and then we talk about Smallville. Right, Paul? Right, co-host? That's right, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Co-host. Co-hosts to the stars. Um, yes, so today we are covering the episode Fever, uh, season two, episode 16. That's what I, I knew it was 16. I just wanted to make sure you knew it was 16. So. Well, I know that it's 16 because it's uh, the even number episodes you lead and the odd number episodes I lead. Oh, That's because how I remember. Because you're odd. Uh-huh. That's why. Ah, <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this episode because I gotta say, this episode was a freaking banger. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty, pretty good. Like, again, it's one of those things where the synopsis, I couldn't remember much. Like, I did remember the whole thing of, like, Martha, like, being in the hospital, but I couldn't remember all the other stuff that happens but right. but we'll get into it when we get into it but yeah it's, yeah it's a good one Alrighty, well let's get into it so we're gonna open up this episode on the kent farm mm-hmm. and we got martha coming down into the cellar now first of all i i hate i hate the cellar i hate the cellar only because i don't like enclosed spaces with like dirt all around me because i know that there's creepy crawlies just fucking everywhere and i'm always expecting like a spider to come down and, like land in her hair like i'm always <laughs> expecting it <laughs> oh, God. yeah and like he's like carrying a storyline we haven't seen in a few episodes right so she's got that old flower jar does everyone remember the flower jar and what's inside mm-hmm. the ship disc yep so for whatever reason she decides that i guess hiding it under the sink wasn't good enough so she's now trying to find a new hiding space for it so we see her and she is starting to kind of move some paint cans around. She tries to find like an opportune spot. And so I initially thought when she was digging or like looking at the paint cans, I was like, Oh, okay. She's just going to like set it in the middle of the pile and stack all these cans around it. Cause like if it's in the cellar, I'm assuming it's not been seen for at least a decade. Like (laughs) that's where stuff goes to like die. Right. To die, Yeah. So anyways, but no, she decides to get, take it like, up a notch and she decides to bury the flower canister with the disc inside again for what reason we still don't know yeah um but as she's digging we start seeing some glowing green starting to radiate from the ground and she's kind of yeah well but even before that remember there's that very brief scene where she like when she came down the stairs she's like looking behind her and then she looks she opens up the canister to remind us what's in there. She pulls the disc mm, out. Right. She looks at oh. the ship for a second. And then Clark comes yes. down. And she has to, like, pretend that she's coming down there for, like, a can of peaches, right? Yeah, for dessert. You're right. Yeah, Clark entered then. Um, so, yeah, so she starts digging around to hide the disc. There's some green radiation coming up from the hole that she's digging. And we get what I called one of the most uncomfortable slow close-up shots of Martha's mouth I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then we join we join the frizz and follow the magic school bus down her throat. 
a la Osmosis Jones style, like vis- visual effects, <laughs> like full on cartoon virus particles. Okay. They didn't even freaking try with that one. Okay. They didn't try. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So we've got these little green viral bits lodging into her freaking insides as she buries the flower pot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's all we need to know about that. She's done. She's going to get what she told Clark she needed to get. And then she, you know, goes on up and um, hang on here. Cause I wrote a side note. Okay. So then we cut and we are back in the Kent house where yeah. daddy Kent is fixing mommy Martha's sink. If you know what I mean. He's cranking on the pipes. He is cranking those pipes. And Clark is watching. Uh So that's awkward. Um, Anyways, and he offers to help. So Daddy Kent, he's fixing an actual sink, everyone. Okay, get your minds out of the gutter. Um, He's (laughs) (laughs) twisting on the pipes. And Clark is like, oh, hey, can I, like, solder that for you with my heat vision? Yeah, spot weld it. Make this job go a little faster. And then Daddy Kent is like, nah. You're a crazy alien powers. They just slow me down. Your instant heat vision. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. And then Martha's over at the fridge. And you always can tell when like when somebody pulls like a, a big glass container of something out of the fridge and they're just holding it there. Yeah. That fucking thing is not long for this world. It is not. Absolutely. So Martha's kind of like joking about her big strong men and they deserve some lemonade. She gings out that pitcher. And then all of a sudden she starts calling. Coughing. Then she must have lost all strength in them hands and drops that pitcher onto the floor, shatters, and now she can't breathe and she's collapsing. And where is she about to collapse? Onto the jaggedy base of the freaking glass pitcher that shattered that was going to stab into her back. Yeah, and because, and because DK had told Clark he didn't want his help, Clark has gone outside and Martha dies. <laughs> R.I.P. Martha. <laughs> she dies. You know what it reminded me of? Did you ever watch um, the Chucky um, series on like whatever? I never did. No. Okay. So there is a scene where he goes into a hospital and he stabs a doctor with a scalpel in his back, but just enough to paralyze him. And he uh. falls and he falls backwards onto the scalpel. And of course it kills him. So. Anyways, that's that's what it reminded me of. So yeah, RIP Martha, end of episode, credits roll and we're done. Good night, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye bye. (laughs) Um, But in the real world, Clark does save her because that's what Clark does. Mm -hmm. And that's when they kind of find out, you know, he's like, oh my God, she's not breathing. And what do Daddy Kent and Clark do to the person who's not breathing? Well, the thing that makes the most sense, kind of caress her face and give it a love tap. Yeah. Don't don't do mouth to mouth. Don't resuscitate. <laughs> they do what happens whenever there's a major p- plot uh, device ho- hanging over everything. They go to theme. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They do nothing to help the victim. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So theme song plays. Now we're at the hospital. Dr. Bryce is on the case and she thinks that this could all be a toxin. Yep. So... Yep. You know, Clark's trying to reassure Daddy Kent as poor Martha is just laying in this like ICU bed with a like a ventilator essentially on her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's trying to say like, well, I'm going to stay with you. You know, I- I'm not leaving. And then, of course, Daddy Kent's like, fuck that, Clark. We got chores to do. You better get back to choring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get back to work. 
That's right. Your mom had a huge to-do list, and now you got to go do that shit. Yeah, basically, mostly. It's not even the farm stuff. It's like, hey, uh, you know that like fundraiser thing that you were going to let her do without doing any of the work yourself with your friends? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, remember that fundraiser we're going to... Yeah, remember that fundraiser we're only going to talk about for 20 seconds and then not talk about it till the end? <laughs> yeah, uh, and then so Clark, Clark does leave and like DK's just kind of standing there watching Martha. But at the Talon, Chloe gets fucking just backhanded. Right? Yeah, so... Tries to ask any question about what's going on. Yeah. So we cut to the talent, and yeah, the whole the gang's all there mm-hmm. uh, without Clark, but he does pop in to drop off some box. So Lana asks where Martha is. So we assume that nobody knows that she's sick yet. And Clark says, "Well, she's sick yeah. in the hospital." Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Chloe going all reporter e is like, "Well, what are her symptoms?" And then he's like, "What the fuck is this a fucking interview?" Shut up, Chloe. And then he backs hand her, backhands her into the wall. r.i.p chloe (laughs) she lands an awkward angle and her neck is yeah exactly Uh, it's it it is weird because i mean it it isn't really that she goes into reporter mode it's just that she asks a more specific question and clark is like what is this the inquisition yeah (laughs) yeah to me she was just kind of asking um as a friend that's yeah. what it. Yeah, that's what it seemed like to me. But I mean, she does kind of hop on it rather quickly and yeah. kind of nonchalantly. Like she doesn't have a lot of tact with it, so I can get why he'd be a little bit tense about it. But yeah, she was just trying to be a friend, Clark. Don't be an asshole. Be nice. Be nice. Yep. Yep. So Lana kind of says, "Well, and this is where we learn that Martha kind of spearheaded this benefit that they're going to be throwing at the talent." And she says, "Well, should we just push yeah. it back?" And he says, "No, that's not what my mom would want. She wants us to go through with it because it was her idea, anyways." So my mom's a giant Stedman fan, so we got to go through with this. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, So we get Clark. He leaves. Now we're back at the hospital. And poor Daddy Kent, he's in the waiting room. Just you. He's just beside himself this whole episode. I feel so bad for for Daddy Kent in this episode. Um, So Dr. Bryce comes in and just kind of pulls him aside and says, you know, has she been around like anything new lately? You know, anything foreign, anything alien? And uh, (laughs) He tells, you know, Daddy Ken's like, well, what the, what, what's up? Like, tell me, what is this all about? She's, she's like, she's been, she, she's been around the farm. She hasn't left the farm in days, right? Yeah, so. yeah. So she says, like, her symptoms indicate that there's, like, an acute toxic reaction. Um, and she's currently getting further tests done in Metropolis. Um, and then she says, you know, I'm just very concerned, um, you know, about this whole thing. You know, for not just for Martha, but also for the baby. <laughs> The bebe. <laughs> the bebe. <laughs> the bebe. Uh, so DK is pretty blown away and he thinks that there must be some kind of mistake. And I love any time Dr. Bryce gets questioned because holy crap, does that girl got a resting bitch face that could freaking turn a, a freaking <laughs> demon into icicles. Like, sh- holy shit. She kind of. Like, yeah. Right. She gives him kind of like the death glare and she's like, no, it was it was no mistake. Um, because I got her GP to send me her medical records. What do you think I am? Is this Doogie Hauser over here? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> She's like, Mr. Kent, 
Are we just going to stand here and pretend you don't have super nut? <laughs> really? Gross. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so she just kind of walks, and then she walks away, which I'm just kind of yeah. like, oh, this is a very weird doctor-patient etiquette here. I don't think a doctor is just supposed to be like, fuck you, patient, I know exactly what I'm talking about. The exit. And then, and then just goes into her office where her fucking boyfriend is hanging out. Her billionaire boyfriend. Right? Who, I'm sorry, but especially in the further we go into the episode, Lex is a little too snoopy inside a doctor's office for me to allow him into a doctor's office. Like, he's yeah. a little too pacing around, looky-looing, like in... Uh, like, those yeah. filing cabinets don't have fucking locks on them. They so sure what- don't. Um, so yeah, so he, you know, he's, he's brought her lunch, they're having lunch together. And then he does, uh, mention that he saw, uh, daddy Kent in the hospital and so yeah, asks, you know, is everything okay? And all Dr. Bryce says is that they're just doing everything they can. Yeah. Yeah. So on her desk, he kind of glances and he notices that there is a letter from the Johns Hops- Hop- Hopkins, the Johns Hopkins, uh, Medical Research Center Institute of Academic yeah. Tomfoolery. And she's been accepted into a three-year pure research program. Yeah. And she wants Lex's opinion on the thing. Uh, she says, you know, it would be this amazing opportunity. Her passion is research. She loves it. Um, as much as yeah. she likes helping people in Smallville, you know, she wants to pursue her passion. And he does say, like, he would hate for her to to miss this opportunity and she should do it. Yeah, like his, I, I think I wrote a quote as he was just, there's nothing worse than a missed opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Which is true. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can tell, like, he's saying that and it's not, his heart's not necessarily in it because he knows that in order for her to do this, he has to lose her. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he is doing, like, the commendable thing, like, to start. Yeah. He's doing the commendable thing um, and uh, encouraging her because it's kind of like, you know, it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, obviously. So, Um, but their discussion gets cut short because the freaking CDC shows up. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I mean the DCA. (laughs) Yeah, the DCA. Yeah. DCA comes in and shit's about to get real. Yeah, and Lex gets the fuck out of there. Oh, he does. Um, but and then we have a there's like a really short scene in the um, in the it's still in the hospital, but it's Clark and DK are talking about the baby. Oh, it was the baby. And Doctor Interrupter uh, shows up and introduces him, himself, and he's just like, "We're gonna go check out that farm, yours." <laughs> so don't be leaving this hospital. Um, yeah. So, of course, you know, Daddy Kent is like, oh, God, Clark, the fucking ship, get it out of there. So we got Clark. He races to the cellar. And, of course, he doesn't know what's going on in that cellar. So he tromps right the F through that crypto fungus that's growing yeah. around. Um, he wraps up the ship. Uh, obviously, they're going to he's going to move it somewhere safe. He does, like, he does like a little bit of a cough. Like he kind of covers his mouth a little bit. He's like because he throws when he throws the tarp over it off it. Yeah. You see it go into the air then too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You see like just Everywhere. kind of a little green misty, right? Yeah. A little bit of stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, but then we cut and he's now he's driving with Pete down the road. They got the spaceship in tow and they're going to hide it in Pete's dad's shed. 
Yeah, the same one where uh, they tried to hide it before, but Dr. Shaky stole it from them. Yeah, right. Well, Dr. Shaky's not here no more, so that it's safe. They can put it there now. No one else knows to look there. <laughs> so now Clark is starting to feel a little woozy, and he's doing the famous, what I like to call the Brad Nichols special, where he starts nodding off at the wheel. <laughs> oh, God, my dad was a terrifying driver. All right, so... Uh, he's doing that. He's nodding off a little bit. And then all of a sudden he just kind of sort of, sort of passes out. I wouldn't say he fully passes out cause he's still kind of head lollygagging around. Yeah. Um, but they do start swerving around and Pete's freaking out and then they end up in the ditch. Yep. So, uh, they get out and the back tires are thoroughly planted into this little soft shoulder. And then they hear the sirens and the freaking National Guard apparently is who employs <laughs> the DCA because they're coming. <laughs> yeah, the, the DCA has an incredible amount of resources in this episode. We'll get oh, yeah. to it a little later. Like They have a full on fucking Shadow Moses Island fucking ar- ar- army base. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I made some good notes about that. So... <laughs> So anyway, so Pete Clark's like, oh shit, we gotta get this truck out the ditch. We don't need them stopping and poking around and shit. So Clark starts trying to push the truck, but it's not moving. And Pete yeah. Pete just assumes Clark's like fucking around and you know he doesn't want to find out what's gonna happen if they can't get the truck out. And he says, I've seen you bench press a tractor trailer before. This ain't nothing. Yeah. Um but so Pete comes down and helps them, and with Pete's help, they were able to get the truck out like just in time, just in time, just in time. And like they're standing on the side of the road, just watching the like a like a police escort vehicle, and then all the DCA vehicles, and then another police car behind it. Yeah, and then Donald Trump's little freaking parade inauguration parade <laughs> comes by, and that <laughs> followed by Putin and his army. It's a lot of people were involved. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. we're gonna we're gonna cut from there. We're gonna cut to the Kent farm again, and the DCA is just rolling right the freaking looking for kids' freaking socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah like I, one of the one of the one of the uh, the the hazmat guys is like walking out of the loft, and he's got a towel that is just stiff as a board. Twenty three nineteen. We have a twenty three. He's just he's just grossed out. <laughs> oh God. So yeah, they're they're digging around. They're getting crusty socks. They're bagging some dirt. They're prodding the cattle's. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clark arrives as you know, Daddy Kent is just kind of chilling off to the sidelines, watching them do what they do. And uh, Clark kind of tells Daddy Kent of his little Mario Kart experience, going off the road. <laughs> <laughs> the banana people. <laughs> yeah, all that's all it takes. Is all it freaking takes. Mm. Um, and the DCA, of course, finds. Um, a hint in the in the storm cellar and they dig up the flower tin immediately immediately didn't take long didn't take long uh so yeah. i find it very odd because that dca agent was down in the cellar with a little like radiation thing yeah how is it tuned to pick up kryptonite signals it's just i think it's just picking up the ambient signature left out over behind by the ship and it's just a coincidence Okay. All that right. may find it. I don't think it's. I don't think they're actually detecting the kryptonite because they don't actually determine. I don't think they determine anything about the kryptonite. Well, they no, just, but I mean, if it's know. green, it's kryptonite. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same Batman, right, yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so anyway, so more comes up, and he asks uh, 
Hannah's daddy Kent about the tin and the little hidden key that's in there. And daddy Kent puts on a good show and denies ever seeing it, has no idea. Um, but Clark does confirm that mama Kent was in the cellar that day. Yeah. Yeah. And so- then that, that gets them uh, out of, out of the way. Like those guys all walk off to get on like the radio or whatever. And then Clark, uh, tells dk like what happened how he lost his strength yeah and like he yep. got dosed too and so you know dk is he's a little concerned about concerned. him he's concerned about clark's health and clark tries to brush it off and say i'm fine like mom's the important one now they're trying to figure out like why martha hid the key and the baby from them so like that's still kind of up in the air and they don't know what's going on with that yeah. But we get the answer right away because we cut to the hospital. <laughs> and mm. Martha, uh, you know, Daddy Kent is in seeing Martha. She does kind of come back to consciousness a little bit. Um, and here she apologizes about hiding the baby and hiding the key. And her uh, reasoning for it was that she was very insecure about the pregnancy possibly failing. Yeah. Um, and she was, for whatever reason, terrified that if they figured out the key and got the ship going, Clark would, I guess, just fuck off <laughs> and leave. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks that like something uh, with that like light that hit her in the back, way back in the, was it at the very end of season one or the beginning of season two? Beginning of season was, two. Yeah, she was in the in the cellar and she was surrounded by that light. And it basically restored her ability to have baby. Yeah, man. That ship is God, man. (laughs) (laughs) The ship is God. Man. Um, So, yeah. So, that's kind of that little quickie scene where we find out, you know, how it probably happened. Um, Then we cut him back to the Kent farm and we've got Clark's kind of... Before that, there's like that quick scene where DK is like, oh, yeah, um... They found the key. Oh yeah. I guess yeah. She, he already said, he already told her. That's how they had their conversation. Yeah. I just yeah. my oh, note was not nearly as clear in what order those together. Get yeah. shit together. We got to be yeah. professionals here, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <right>. fired. <laughs> I can't get another co-host. I'm sorry to say you're in it. You're in it to the end. You're in it for the yeah. long haul. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, cut to the farm. It's nighttime. Clark's chilling out on the porch and Lana's come to see him. So um, Clark kind of like chit chats a little bit about like tales from his past memories with, with Martha. I don't remember what the story is, but he tells her a sweet little story. Then he kind of does what I'm going to call some of the best stunt acting I've ever effing seen in Smallville. And I say that with no jokes because that freaking bail tumble he takes down those stairs Mwah. seriously so well done really well done yeah. he Looked passes like a, out like oh yeah he freaking lands on his neck like it looked very painful very convincing so of course lana freaking out cut to uh clark on the couch and dr bryce comes on in and lana and daddy canter there and everyone's kind of like "Woo, what happened with clark so yeah. now daddy kent is telling lana like okay lana get out of here give us a moment you know we gotta figure some shit out and you can you can see in this scene the entire time that daddy kent is like literally 
mentally preparing himself for their worst case fucking scenario. Because the worst like case scenario is chasing around like he might have to like hit her over the head and kill her. Yeah. To stop her from finding out Clark's secret. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting ready. And he's yeah. trying to explain he's like you really can't you can't be doing this, Doc. You literally you literally can't take it his blood. And she just yeah, yeah. And and again, I love how Dr. Bryce is just like, is this a fucking religious thing? Like, let me do my job. Like, she has yeah. taken no bullshit. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, and the music is so tense, and it's like cutting mm-hmm. to the needle, and then it cuts to Daddy Kent's face, and then it cuts to Dr. Bryce tying off Clark's arm, and then it cuts to Daddy Kent's face, and it's this huge buildup, and then, like you say, boop, <laughs> in goes the needle. <laughs> yeah, and then after... She says what she needs to do to get this tested. She's like, he's like, you must be the one to do this, these tests. And when you take a look at that blood, you're going to understand why. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we cut immediately to the hospital where Dr. Bryce fucked around and now she's going to find out. Mm-hmm. So we got Dr. Bryce and she is checking out the blood sample from Clark under the microscope. And I got to hand it to, and I'm going to butcher her last name, Emmanuel Vosier, Vogier. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Vosier, maybe? Maybe. Her freaking facial expressions every time she's in an episode, just say everything. Honestly, yeah. she, the, the woman doesn't have to say anything in an entire episode, and I will know exactly what she means every in every shot. Yeah. <laughs> so she's clearly very surprised. She's very shocked by what she sees, and we don't get to see it. It doesn't cut to any no. crazy DNA sample or anything like that in the shot. <laughs> but... <laughs> all, of, all of the DNA have just Superman shields. <laughs> all just Superman shields flying around in there. I would love it. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, so she's clearly... Uh, making the revelation that Clark is probably either, you know, Clark's not of this world or there's something really weird about him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, like right as we make this revelation about Clark, who the fuck walks in. Yeah. Lex. And then she also has to put on like the best fucking poker face ever and act like she didn't just see the hugest thing ever. Like the biggest like medical discovery probably of like their lifetime. <laughs> and yeah, I think she like understands on like a, on a level, on a certain level that if she were to be really excited about the thing and then didn't show Lex, he would just find a way to find out. Oh like, yeah, He would never let it go. That's right. We know how Lex operates. Lex can't freaking not know things. He's he that doesn't mm. sit well with him. So, and you can and you can even tell in this scene like. Lex really irks me in this episode. I'm very not happy with him in this entire episode. Um, yeah. Cause he, he continues to play this. Oh, I just want to help the Kents. Like they're like family to me. I just, I want to be able to do something, but secretly we all fucking know what you want to do. Lex, you want to find out all the little secrets. You're trying to find mm-hmm. out secrets. Anyways. So it, he even goes so far to like be hovering around that microscope. His mm-hmm. hand is kind of, brushing against the file that has Clark's medical record in it. So Dr. Bryce even has to come over and like take the file away. And she's like, yeah, get away. I got to get back to work. Like, what the fuck are you even doing here? I got to work. So as Lex, as he's about to leave, you know, that's where he just kind of, again, says like Johns Hopkins would be lucky to have you as, you know, a research partner. And I say about that, Mm-hmm. Tara fucking fine because now she has made 
this bizarre slash miraculous medical discovery. And now she's going to go work for a research center. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to take that blood sample with her? I don't think so. She's going to be going to a research center with, like, probably unlimited resources to do whatever the F she wants. You know she would study the F out of that blood to figure out what's going on. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, So I don't know 100% if that blood sample just disappears, like Clark managed to get it back or what. But, like, that blood's still there somewhere. Right? We don't see it again for the rest of the episode, but you're right. There's a whole vial of it, and all we saw was the one slide, so she's got more. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so that's a little bit uh, red flags. Red flags everywhere. Yeah. So now we cut to the Kent farm again. It's nighttime, and Chloe arrives with her, in her little little red bug. Red bug. (laughs) Her little ladybug. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she asks Daddy Kent if she can sit with Clark for a while. He's like, yeah, no worries. I'll I'll just be upstairs. And yeah, well, at first he's like so he's so like uh, like out of it when he answers the door. Like he tries to be like, oh, yeah, Clark's busy. And then he's about to close the door. She's like, can I come in and sit inside? He's like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah." Oh, yeah. Clark has friends. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, again, like, I think you're right. He's so, he's so out of it because like Martha's like near death essentially. And I'm pretty sure daddy Kent knows it the whole episode. And now we have the invincible Clark who's now very not invincible and daddy Kent is just kind of stuck and he doesn't know what to do. So Yeah. yeah, he's, he's obviously not in a very good place right now, but he does let Chloe in and she, you know, she sits down next to Clark. He's, he's sleeping on the couch and, um, she kind of like, she tries to keep it light a little bit for like a sentence or two, but then it turns fucking serious because Chloe has written a letter that confesses her feelings to Clark. Like, whoo, yeah. it confesses yeah, so feelings. When she first sits down, she like makes a joke about his perfect attendance streak coming to an end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And her main, the main line that is like the, the big line in this is, I'm the girl of your dreams masquerading as your best friend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So again, confirming what we already all knew that Chloe still got mad feelings for Clark. And we're going to fucking go back to that plot point, I guess, again, and just beat that freaking horse with a shovel. (laughs) Like, honestly, um, she confesses those obvious feelings and Clark in his kind of like half asleep sort of semi-awake coma little stupor, he kind of shifts around and he smiles and she gets kind of like, you can see a little hope sparks. She's like, Oh my, my confession like brought him back from the dead. It healed him. And then he says, Lana. Lana? (laughs) And it destroys her. Oh, that pussy zips right up. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get us a soundbite of a zipper because that's all I'm going to use now. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Yep. So she's super heartbroken. Heartbroken. Zips it up and out she goes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, oh. I can't take Oof. anything Chloe says 
very seriously. Like every time she talks about her feelings for Clark, I just get so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. Yeah. On like the on like the serious on like the acting side of that scene, it's really good. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll um, give her props for that. But god damn it, like fuck, <laughs> cannot catch a break. I know it, it's enough. Like to me, it's enough that Clark and Lana keep doing this fucking will they won't they dance. We don't need to add Chloe into the mix again. Like no. We just don't. It's it's not a good story. I don't like it. They don't have great chemistry. It's too awkward. It's just not. It's just not a good whatever. But I guess we're going yeah. back. We're going back to it because why the fuck not? Um. So Chloe's Chloe and her zipped up pussy. They leave, and now you know we cut to <laughs> another scene at uh, the Kent farm. It's still nighttime, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, Daddy Kent is heading out the front door. He's got some big old bag in his hand yeah. or something and an awake and semi-aware Clark kind of stumbles out with a big blankie like wrapped yeah. around him <laughs> and oh this scene oh, just breaks my heart it breaks my heart Paul because he poor daddy Kent has got like these teary eyes and you can just see that he's trying he's struggling not to break down he's struggling to get the words out he has to be strong for everybody yeah. now because he's the only one in the family that's healthy and able to do anything yeah so he tearfully kind of confesses that you know dr bryce doesn't think that martha's gonna make it through the night well she won't he says you know yeah. your mom's your mom's not gonna make it through the night if uh, you know we gotta we gotta do something so i'm going to go and get the ship yeah, he's like, I'm gonna. He's like, I'm gonna get that key. I'm gonna get the ship back, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna save both of you. That's right. And um, Clark's like, I'm gonna come with you, and she's, he's like, No, you're not. You're gonna go to bed. That's right. I'm go doing bed. the break. I'm doing the B and E this week. Clark, take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, Clark, of course, kind of concedes in his own way, uh, and now we cut to the. <laughs> The DCA compound with the freaking like SS walking around with their armbands, first of all. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, and, com- commence sneaking mission. Right. But my question is, so the DCA, in my opinion, is like the, the, the DC universe of the CDC, right? Yeah. Because they're the disease control, whatever. Agency. And agency. So... Does the CDC have compounds in the states that just the fucking military are patrolling at all hours of the night and day? You assume they would have just like military cordons to like protect it from just random people walking on, but it wouldn't be like full on fucking military jeeps everywhere and like right? <laughs> dudes walking around with fucking AKs. Oh god. Like, we're, we're seriously walking into, like, essentially, like, an Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, Sylvester Stallone kind of movie where they're breaking into, like, whatever gorilla <laughs> compound they're going into. Like, that's that's totally... Aside from Metal Gear Solid, because let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Daddy Kent, he's going to be solid snaking his way through this. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's, he, he was only supposed to take pictures, but... <laughs> but then yeah. he snuck around in a box. <laughs> Um, so DK, he, he comes, he enters and okay, again, for a compound that like you have an, a military personnel, like patrolling, like a, a very heavy military personnel patrolling. Do you think that they would electrify the fence? <laughs> Cause like well, cutting, cutting into the fence just seems so easy. 
they 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 might not have bothered just because they're like, well, if we got enough guards around here, nobody's gonna bother. Yeah, maybe. Okay. But you know, right. yeah, they could, yeah. I mean, the mission could have been over right there. He cuts the fence. It's just like gets thrown fifty feet through the air. And then all of a sudden, someone comes on. It's calm. DK. 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 Dun dun dun. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay. So now we got Daddy Kent. He's sneaking around. He's doing what he can to not be detected. He's got to like hop into a truck to avoid detection. It gets all crazy like that. And then he freaking just action star rolls into like a warehouse as the freaking doors are sliding down. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he's kind of like, like skulking around. And he's sneaking down an aisle and he like hides, like almost like presses his back up against the wall and like peeks around the corner and oh, yeah. watches until like the DCA guys leave that weird kind of see-through containment area. And then he like goes in there and he just starts fucking touching everything. <laughs> and he touches. He, <laughs> he touches everything. <laughs> Uh, oh god and initially he knocks shit off his shelves too I'm like damn yes. it DK like fuck all, all that hard work put to waste man all that hard work <laughs> he really is solid snaking around in there he's just like oh fucking rolling around uh, oh god so he does smarten up a tiny bit by the time he finds the disc finds the disc and yeah. tries to leave and then he's about to get caught someone has told him to freeze put your hands yeah. up and then freaking Clark comes in and just power kicks him to the face and drops that guard like a sack of flour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guard, the guard catches him, and then like in the instant before like DK is going to try to turn around, Clark just KOs the dude. Pretty much, and of course, because predictably he's not going to take DK's advice to stay home. Oh, I mean, you can't, like, Clark's got to show DK the ropes on a B&E, like. But also, this is, like, again, a classic, classic Metal Gear shit, because, like, now, like, Clark was able to knock this guard out, but he's also still so fucked up that now it's a fucking escort mission. Yeah, because <laughs> now DK's got to freaking haul him out, haul his ass out. Like, and, his ass out of there. Yeah, and of course, when they leave the, the freaking Quonset hut that they're in or whatever, the alarms start <laughs> fucking buzzing, and yep. all the military are assembling, and they're obviously really bad at their jobs, or they're all the newbies, because it takes them forever. Because essentially, DK and Clark are able to totally get out of that compound, make it across the freaking parking lot space yeah. worth of, of escaping. And the truck. Yeah, and assumingly, they get into that truck and they peel out of there, and then finally the DCA unlocks the gates. Like, this is how slow they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, basically, yeah. Clark and DK are already back in Smallville, and the DCA is just getting the gates open. Like, after them! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then, like, they so they're, they're being chased by the Humvees, and, like, we get a couple, like, cuts back and forth from the hospital and the Humvees mm -hmm. and stuff, but, like, we get, That's like... Fair. It's like hospital. We see Martha, and it like it zooms in on her, like she's quietly laying in bed, and she wakes up with like that huge gasp. Yeah, that and super dramatic lines. gasp. <laughs> and then, okay, yeah, you're right. So it's a lot of quick cuts. So it's Martha. She flatlines. Cut to the car chase. Cut back to the hospital, and Doctor Bryce is calling the code blue. Wait, 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 get wait, wait, people wait, in there. Wait. But when when we get to the back to the car chase, it's two Humvees and what else? Helicopter. There's a chopper. 
Chapa. Get to the chapa. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Um, So yeah, cut, 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 cut all over the place. You know, hospital, car chase, hospital, car chase. And then, um, oh, I had something for this. I had this. I had something for this. Okay. This um, uh, car chase, honestly, it feels like there were as many people involved for this as there were when they were trying to find out who shot Lionel Luther. Yeah. (laughs) Like, honestly. But the one thing you do notice is that we got the Ethan Free Smallville police force now making a barricade to try to block the truck. Yeah. They block the truck. The truck's got to stop. They approach it with the freaking army and they're about to apprehend Daddy Kenton Clark only to find Pete. Yeah. And and an, and, an it, un, and in an uncharacteristic move by law enforcement, they <laughs> let the black guy go. Right? <laughs> okay. I'm not even joking, Paul. I wrote, uh, down, I, I wrote down, and the cops say the most fictitious thing a cop would say when pulling over a black man, this guy doesn't fit the description. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I hate that we live in a world like this, but uh, yeah, it did not strike true at all oh, that this would happen and in it makes rural me, Kansas. It makes me really sad, but um, unfortunately it is what it is, at least in Smallville, in the DC world, things are a little less shitty in that sense. They just have like super villains to take care of. Yeah, yeah. Which honestly... Personally, in my opinion, I would take supervillains coming and destroying cities all the time in superhero battles over like the racist bullshit that we see on almost an everyday basis nowadays. Yep. Anyways, let's not get into it. Let's let's keep it small. Let's keep it light. Yeah. And so uh, Dr. Bryce is trying to uh, get Martha back. They're using the defib. They're doing all of like that. He's trying to jumpstart my heart. That they're doing all that shit that happens in like the first five minutes of a episode of uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Before they miss, before they miraculously save the person. Yeah, and then all the doctors go off and fuck each other. Yeah. And uh, then you know we get uh, Daddy Kent and Clark just whip into the hospital parking lot like across the street essentially, and they get you know go to the back of the spaceship. They get the disc out, and the disc just kind of magically levitates and inserts itself into the ship. Yep. And there are just, like, other vehicles everywhere. There's an ambulance, like, sitting right there. (laughs) Open windows of the hospital right there. Everything's in full view. Nobody sees a fucking thing. Festival across the street. Nobody noticed. You're (laughs) right. (laughs) But everybody notices the ginormous flash of light that essentially just went and encapsulated the entire world. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so as right before it happens, right before that light reaches into the hospital, we get a cut of Dr. Bryce and she's declaring Martha dead at 2.17 a.m. And then this flashlight comes out and hallelujah, ladies, Martha Kent's alive. Yeah. And Dr. Bryce is like so confused. She like looks at her vitals and like everything is like everybody's happy, but she's like she's so confused. Right. And like and the way the ship burst with that light it kind of looked like from just like the shitty graphics of like the the effect it looked like the ship was exploding (laughs) yeah it did kind of look like that yeah uh it's not it just kind of settles back into the back of the truck yeah and and sneezes the key back out of it i just kind of assumed that that light just impregnates anyone that comes into contact with it so i was like (laughs) well have a small little medical snap is pregnant now (laughs) 
yeah, the baby the baby doesn't belong to Jonathan Kent. It belongs to the ship. Everybody just starts giving birth to ships. Yeah. <laughs> Little sentient ships. Mm. Hey, man, those things are aerodynamically built. If they come out tiny, that's probably easier than passing a baby through your... Look, you, you wouldn't want one of those coming out breached, though. Oh. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, all right, so let's cut. Let's cut. Let's cut to the next scene. <laughs> God. So we're uh, assuming, I'm assuming we're next day now at the hospital. Yeah. And they're all, everyone's in the, in the hospital room, you know, mama, daddy, Kent, Clark, Dr. Bryce, and they're mm-hmm. all looking at the little ultrasound of the little baby. Mm-hmm. The baby made it. The baby made it. And so Dr. Bryce just kind of remarks like, oh, it's just really a miracle about, you know, the recovery and the baby's fine and Clark's fine and, you know, everything that's going on with this miraculous discovery and, and or miraculous healing and Clark's blood. She kind of not so subtly asks them to like, you know, give what's me the give on? me the scoop. Yeah, what's going on? Um and Daddy Ken just brushes us off. He's like, Yeah, it's just like you said, Doctor. It's a miracle. Miracle. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes you're just lucky, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and she does literally just, like, turn around and walk out of the room. And it's like, hey, uh, ask her about the blood, quick. Like, before she's, nope, she's gone. That's right. And again, (laughs) again, she looks so pissed off. She looks so angry that they don't want to tell her, like, what's what's going on with them. She's obviously annoyed she doesn't get any answers. Um, So now we got this little scene outside of the Smallville Hospital. And Lex pulls up. Mm -hmm. And we find out that the Smallville Medical Center has got a snitch. Yeah. And he passes Lex Martha Kent's medical records and the file on her miraculous recovery. Um, Mm -hmm. And, of course, again, what does he say? Oh, they're just close friends of mine, and that's all you need to know. Yeah. It's clearly just concerned for her health. Yeah. And then, like, straight from that, we cut to Lex, like, pacing back and forth in, in like, Dr. Bryce's office. And do you notice how he hovers again back to the microscope? And he even, like, yeah. looks at it. So she he almost must have... Looks, he almost looks into the microscope. I mean, right? I don't, think, I don't think the blood slide is still there. No. But it could be. I, I assume that she was responsible enough to either get rid of yeah. it, chuck it, whatever. And yeah. he doesn't actually look into the microscope. So, I mean, there's that. But she does enter and kind of almost interrupt his, like, nonchalant pacing slash snoop session. Yeah. Uh, and Lex kind of wants to know, like, well, how did, you know, how did it all happen? It just sounds, you know, it's such a miraculous recovery. And, again, she's like, I can't tell you. Like, pfft, can't tell you. Stop trying to get the, the answers from me. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, he kind of... Hands her that box. He hands her that box. Hands her the box. And it's not what I was expecting was going to be in there, because it's definitely a box tiny enough to fit a ring. But instead, he gives her a key to the literal kingdom. Yeah. Gives her a key to the mansion and tells Dr. Bryce, like, you know, I don't want to tell you not to go, but at the same time, here's the key to the mansion. You shouldn't go. Yeah, here's the key to that great big house uh, that has one room we've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> you get to stay at my office. I have a cot ready for you. A sleeping bag. <laughs> the rest of the mansion's always under construction. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it just kind of like, uh, you know, ends on on that with Dr. Bryce and Lex. You don't really know kind of what the outcome will be yet. Yeah. Uh. 
Um, so now we cut to the torch and Chloe is putting together tomorrow's paper with, with the headline attack of the killer mold spores. <laughs> uh, which kids, if you don't know what that's referencing, there was an old hilarious campy horror movie back in like the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands called attack of the killer tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And it was actually Killer Tomatoes. And it's honestly, I want to rewatch it. So if we do a movie watching night, uh, we need to watch that movie. That could be one. Yeah, we'll put it, we'll put it on the list. Put it on the list. Um, so yeah, Lana comes in and she kind of confesses that, you know, she couldn't go back to see Clark after he felt sick. And I think she kind of felt bad about it. And that mm-hmm. this has kind of helped her to realize how important people really are to her. And of course... Fucking Chloe jabs back with, or who's important to Clark. Mm -hmm. And then walks away and leaves before she, Lana can even ask her what the fuck that was about. Right. Well, she does, she does for a sec. She's like, what is like, what do you mean? And of course, Chloe's like, it's nothing. It's nothing. Like Chloe, holy fuck. If you ain't ready to talk about it, then don't fucking bring it up. Yeah. Catch these hands, bitch. I'm going, <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to just smack some sense into that girl. Smack it. Oh, God. So now remember that benefit thing that yeah, we yeah. heard about like for 20 seconds at the very beginning of the episode? Because I sure fucking didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so Lana was looking for the programs and Chloe's like, oh, yeah, they're over by the trash bin where I conveniently left a plot device for you to find. <laughs> But honestly, like, why the F is she cleaning up Chloe's mess? So Lana picks up. Now, to Lana's credit, I had to rewind because I honestly thought she was digging through the trash. Um, She was picking up the box and there were crumpled papers all over the place. So she's just trying to be considerate, just throwing the papers away. But then she sees amongst this, you know, slew of white papers, there's a pink piece of paper. And of course she reads it because why wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) And where she picks it up and she fucking reads the fucker. Yep, reads the whole thing, and she reads the line about uh, being Clark's, you know, dream girl, but, you know, she's masquerading as a friend, and blibbity bloppity, mm. and Lana, of course, looks pretty shook about it, but we're not going to do anything about it, because we're high school, so we're just going to cut right to the talent, where the benefit's happening, and Stedman is fucking rocking out with the most depressed crowd I've ever seen at a concert. Oh, God, and then there's also this, like super cringe moment between Pete and Clark where they literally like advertise the Talon mix, which was an honest to God, like Smallville music disc that you could get, you could buy. And it is like the most egregious product placement. And just the way that they are enunciating their words is like very different from how they normally talk. (laughs) This episode Uh, brought to you by Smallville season two soundtrack. The Talon Mix, Volume Pick, 2. Pick it up at your nearest HMV. <laughs> and uh, Pete, I, <laughs> Pete comes up with, of course, the corniest joke where he tells Clark, uh, I'd rather play DJ than decoy any day. <sighs> and Clark fucking lasers him in the head and RIP Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Just lasers him in half. Yeah, pretty much. That's what he gets for being so corny. Yeah. Um, so Chloe enters and Clark's like, okay, fuck off, Pete. I got to go talk to my ladies. Um, he thanks Chloe for visiting him while he was sick. And Chloe, of course, awkwardly leaves to go buy a raffle ticket. Yeah, she's acting weird. Yeah. And, and then we're cu- 
And then we're cutting to Stedman, and they're just freaking rocking out, man. The music is getting more intense, and everyone's bouncing around on the stage, and it's getting so good. And then Lana comes in through the crowd, and Clark kind of compliments her on the party, and then asks, like, "Okay, hey, what's what's up with Chloe? What's what's up with freaking depressed mode over there?" <laughs> and Lana kind of admits, like, you know, seeing Clark sick hit them both very hard. And without, of course, getting too real or jumping into anything, all Lana does is she confesses that Clark means a lot to her. And um, she kind of jokes about how, like, you know, I know it's not very eloquent. um, And some people, I guess, are just better at words than others. And you kind of get this, like, hurt glance between Lana and Chloe. And then we're done. R.I.P. Chloe. Yeah, it's like it's like Clark looking at Lana. Lana look Clark, looking at Clark. Chloe looking at both of them. <laughs> There's a lot of looking around at the very end. That's for yeah, sure. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, but yeah, that's the end. That is the end. That is end credits. Um, so I, I I'll give my little my little thoughts on the episode first, if you don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. it was a banger. Aside, you know, the Chloe bullshit at the end aside, it is what it is. The episode itself was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I thought that even though it was kind of sort of in a, in a small way of filler episode, we still got more stuff to kind of like advance the plot. Cause now we've got Martha's pregnant. Yeah. Dr. Bryce knows something's up with Clark. Lex is being his old Snoopy self. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? What else we got? You know, RIP Pete, Pete's dead. Um, and again, (laughs) and, uh, you know, now we've got back the bullshit, Chloe, Lana, Clark, love triangle again. Um, hopefully it doesn't drag on too freaking long, but I don't have high hopes. Um, yeah, but all in all, all in all, I give this freaking episode a solid, like four and three quarter Osmosis Jones viral pieces out of five. Uh, yeah, I'll go to like four, four. Yeah, maybe four and a quarter for me. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's good, but the whole like the the um the benefit thing and like the the fucking stupid love triangle thing always bothers me and it like it is something that is just getting old already at this point and it's just going to keep going Uh. and so it is the weak point of the show and i'm like i don't get why they didn't try to like make it change it up in a ways or like yeah you know figure figure something out yeah so that that it wouldn't continue being a thing yeah Do, do you know that um I don't know if he did it on on their podcast on Talkville, but Michael Michael Rosenbaum even says that is like the worst part about Smallville. That was the thing that he hated the most because he said the love triangle between Clark, Lana, and Chloe was so unnecessary and it was so cringy that that was the thing that he absolutely hated the most about the show. Yeah, and I that is like uh, listening to Talkville. That is one of the things that comes up is he really hates 
those scenes are just kind of like he likes some of the acting in in them and some mm-hmm. of the individual acting choices, but thinks those scenes are basically empty cruft. And then yeah. basically any episode that is just a freak of the week episode, he fucking hates. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it always so. has that stupid filler, like side story bullshit that really has no place. Like in, yeah, and like a lot of times, like these are just like people who like for no reason at all, all of a sudden turn into, like, complete psychopaths. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know how they turned it around when it, when it became the CW and they started doing, like, Arrow and Flash. Because, like, let's face it, those are Freak of the Week shows. Um, but for the first couple of seasons for Arrow, like, they did a very, a very good job. And Flash, I mean, well, that show is surprisingly still going semi-strong. Those... Um, and, and, but that's the thing is those shows uh, and, and those shows also still have lots of episodes per season. Yeah. Like 16 or 18 episodes per season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, the, but uh, that's the thing is I think they just learned a lot of lessons over time. And actually as Smallville gets into its later seasons, you'll see how similar they are. Mm. Like Arrow started only a couple years after Smallville ended. I think if I'm not, if I'm not, wrong about that i'm like, gonna been very shortly after yeah i want to think because smallville ended what year 2000 and 2011 that was, oh yeah then arrow started i'm pretty sure it was either 20 late 2011 or, or late 2012 one or the other it started yeah something like that yeah yeah oh shit i'll never forget that first episode of arrow that had me freaking hooked right from the get-go that was such a good episode anyways this isn't an arrow podcast it's a smallville podcast let's get back to smallville um so paul you want to queue up the uh the next episode synopsis and i'll i'll do the socials sure let's do it all right everybody so here we go we come to the best part of the show where I get to tell you all about how you get to interact with us. Because I know you're all just dying to, but you're too nervous. Don't be scared. We're really nice. I promise. We're very nice. Um, so if you want to, you can follow us on Elon Musk's social media site. And uh, that is at Save Us Pod. Um, follow us there while you still can. Because as soon as that freaking a-hole wants us to pay $8, Paul, I, I ain't having it. We're moving. We're moving. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, will not, I will not pay $8. For the privilege of being verified. Right. I want to change our thing to save us pod Elon Musk or like Elon Musk save us pod or something stupid. Like I don't want <laughs> just to piss him off because, oh God, that idiot. Anyways, um, you can follow Paul individually on Twitter and he's at Ozluop, which is spelled O-Z-L-U-A-P. Mm-hmm. You can also follow me at uh, GamerMomCA and you can follow me on Twitch and on Twitter. Both things. If you want me to, if you want to see me play the new God of War, come on by. Um, you can also leave us questions and comments and fact checks and compliments and anything you want, really, on the Anchor voicemail system. Um, and how do you find that, Paul? That is anchor.fm slash save us. Yeah. And you can email us. Email us just to boom. tell tell us your thoughts. Tell us your your innermost desires. Tell us about you know you <laughs> and what you like about the show. And you can do that at saveuspod at gmail Yes. All right, so Paul. What do we got for next week's episode? Cue it up. Okay, and I don't want I don't want to like build this up too much, but episode seventeen of season two of Smallville might be 
a top three episode of the entire series. Oh, that's pretty big hype. That's pretty Christopher big hype. Reeve is in the fucking episode. Yeah, he freaking is. And that episode is Rosetta. After seeing a newspaper photo of a Kryptonian symbol burned into the side of the Kent's farmhouse, a reclusive physicist takes an interest in Clark and offers the teen information on his alien origins. Meanwhile, Chloe catches Lana looking through private files on her computer? <gasps> da, da, da. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. That is it. I was waiting for more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that first part is obviously the A story, and then whatever the fuck that last part was. Right. I guess is the other thing that's going to happen. Okay, well, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but do you want me to give you the Amazon Prime synopsis? Yes. All right. Determined to find out where he came from, Clark travels to New York to meet Dr. Virgil Swan, Christopher Reeve, Superman movies. (laughs) That's how they credit him. (laughs) Uh, A brilliant scientist who possesses a message for Clark from his home planet. Meanwhile, Lana decides to move out of Chloe's house and into the Luther mansion after the two girls get into another argument about Clark. So Lana's just going to go and fuck Lex. (laughs) Right. I feel like, I feel like things are going to get really tense in the next episode. Lex is going to jail. (laughs) This is is the start of Lex's like brothel. Like it's just underground harem in his mansion. (laughs) The Maison Derriere. Oh, God. Well, that's the that's the episode, Paul. And you know what? Honestly, I was like, we're going to be on this episode for like, we're going to have to cut it at like an hour and a half. Like, we're going to have to watch our time so carefully. We're only an hour in. What the hell? Efficient. Efficient. We were very efficient today. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Yeah. Gold yeah. stars all around, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, somebody save us. <laughs>